Well, good evening. It's good to see everybody that's here this evening and looking forward to a wonderful evening tonight as we have our uh, kickoff for our Lottie Moon Christmas offering emphasis. So uh, glad that you've joined with us tonight. Hopefully you're there on Facebook, on Twitter, YouTube. Give us the hearts, the likes, the shares, the thumbs up, retweet us on Twitter, all those things just helps to get the information out there even more. Uh, the more you do that, the more uh, their algorithms pick that up to get that out to as many people as possible. And you can do that even uh, while you're here in the sanctuary. And welcome to those who are on our phone live streaming. Thank you for joining us uh, especially also if you don't hear anything let us know so we can always correct anything uh, sometimes we have issues but I think we're good uh, for tonight so uh, just just a reminder there if you need that number for the phone live streaming uh, please see me after the service or give us a call here at the church we'll be glad to give that to you if you would go to our church website if you're there at home uh, go to highlandbaptistchurch.com over to the info tab is where you'll find today's worship bulletin as I said this morning, lots of upcoming activities uh, coming up in the month of December. One I forgot to mention this morning in our announcements is Operation Christmas Child. We've got one more trip of one more group that's going this Saturday. Uh, right now it's about 13, 14, somewhere in that neighborhood. We've got about two or three spots left. So if you know somebody who wants to go, even a youth, they can go from 13 and up. Uh, we've got plenty enough adults to cover how many uh, youth we would have on that trip. So uh, we will be leaving Saturday at 8.30. Uh, in the morning going down to Atlanta and then coming back that evening. Should be back about the same time as we were last time, about 9, 9.30, somewhere in that time frame. So uh, just encourage you to get that bulletin downloaded as well as the children's worship bulletins that are there. If you need those printed versions, they're in the windowsill to my right, uh, to your left. And then also, uh, while you're there under the info tab, be sure to get the prayer list downloaded uh, for to this week. Uh, we'll be updating that again this Wednesday night. Uh, so be sure to get that, be praying for those individuals that are there on the prayer list. Don't forget Appalach the Appalachian Christmas uh, that we've got coming up uh, with Chosen Road, who's gonna be singing with us on December the 20th. It's on a Tuesday evening awesome group. Uh, they keep getting recognized more and more. I saw this week where uh, Christianity Today recognized them in their uh, playlist this week. Uh, they've been uh, recognized on the billboard in their top one uh, charts there. Uh, so uh, we just praise the Lord for what God is doing there. It's a great blessing for us to have them. That's going to be December the 20th. And then also, if you're there on our church website, don't forget to do your online giving. You can do your regular giving. You can do that in person with the offering envelopes as well as uh, the gold, the, uh, I'm so used to saying the golden offering for Tennessee missions, but the Lottie Moon Christmas offering for international missions. Uh, be sure uh, to give to that also. Don't forget those prayer guides. We'll talk more about that as we get into things tonight. And then don't forget if you've not brought your angel gift uh, for the angel child uh, tree, be sure to do that. Uh, if you didn't bring it tonight, be sure to bring it for thing in the morning to drop it by the office here so we can get that uh, to the Head Start program. So Brother Mike, come and lead us in our hymn and then we'll start. Hello everyone. Join us as we sing hymn 100 in your hymn book, Angels We Have Heard on High. We'll sing all four verses. Miss Pat.
Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joy of strange prolong? What the gladsome tidings be which inspire your heavenly song? I want to share with you, first of all, as we're going into our, our emphasis here for our Lottie Moon Christmas offering, uh, there's a lot we want to share with you. Uh, the statistics that we have from the International Mission Board are from 2021 of some of the things we want to celebrate about what God has been doing. Now, every year, Southern Baptists collect this offering to send and support missionaries to be steadfastly always present there on the mission field. Uh, many other organizations and other missionaries have to come back uh, for a period of time to, to drum up their support to be able to go back again. Uh, but we keep our missionaries on the field uh, all the time that they're there. And so uh, they're there sharing the gospel with those who may have never heard. Uh, in 2021, we had 3,650 missionaries, international missionaries, that were supported through our International Mission Board. Uh, we had 93 new people groups and places uh, that were engaged uh, by those missionaries. 107,701 baptisms, uh, and that is awesome in, in being able to hear and report that number also. Uh, 592,408 
people heard the gospel. So there are many more seeds that have been planted that may come to harvest in the days ahead. There were 22,744 churches, new churches, that were started around the world in various countries and various situations, and there are 176,795 new believers through all those churches. So when we give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, 100% of your offerings go towards uh, reaching those uh, people and engaging those uh, lost people around the world and seeing the transformation there of the unreached, that 100%. And so uh, I want to share a verse of scripture with you to kind of uh, lead us into what we're going to be talking about tonight and hearing from our missionaries and hearing some of the reports. Uh, the Bible says this in Mark chapter 13 and verse 10, and the gospel must first be proclaimed to all nations. And that is exactly what our International Mission Board uh, is doing, seeking uh, on our behalf, because many of us can't go, uh, and yet we can support and pray for uh, those individuals who can uh, go. And so uh, we want to be uplifting them uh, in our prayers as we seek to, to reach uh, the nations uh, together there. And so let me get down to the bottom here so I can make sure where I'm at. Hopefully this doesn't mess with yours, Tommy. I don't think it will. Uh, but you're going to see tonight from various uh, different, uh, looks like I'm, yeah, I'm on something else. Let me get in here. It'll be quicker. Uh, we're going to be sharing with you tonight uh, some, some various things. We're going to share the video first uh, that we shared this morning to kind of kick things off here. So, uh, Brother Tommy, if you'll share that video with us, hopefully. This is the first video in our set. We don't see points on a map. They aren't just places to us. We see stories of lives living without the hope found in Jesus. Today, Somewhere between the Great Commission and the Great Multitude, we find ourselves facing the world's greatest problem, lostness. Even in the midst of natural disasters, humanitarian crises, and political instability, Southern Baptists send IMB missionaries to give their lives to the lost, living amongst those who have never heard the gospel. People in hard to reach places, people in cities, and those who are dispersed and displaced around the world. At the IMB, we believe that missionary presence cultivates gospel access. Gospel access that knows no geographic or social boundary. We believe that missionary presence fuels gospel belief. And we see the results. We see lives transformed, generations forever changed, and churches planted. Local expressions of the church that take ownership and thrive. God has made our purpose clear. Together, we seek to take the gospel to every nation, to all tribes, to all peoples, to all languages. We don't see places on a map. We see our place in fulfilling the Great Commission. This is our mission. This is your mission. And we are reaching the nations together.
about in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through verse 10. You see the culmination of the, of the whole narrative. We've been studying the book of Revelation there that transcends uh, this, this earth. Uh, and we rest in the certainty that the vision there is going to come to pass. But somewhere we are today between the great commission and the great multitude that are going to be around the th great white throne there uh, singing those praises and all the nations, every tongue and every kindred and every tribe are going to be there. Uh, and we find ourselves facing even today the greatest problem and that is that of, of lostness. We see war, we see uh, disasters, natural disasters, we see humanitarian crises, uh, we see political incidents stability uh, all around this world and our missionaries are serving in the midst of that. Uh, we're sending those missionaries to be steadfastly present uh, amongst those who have never heard the gospel. Uh, Christ is present among uh, Christians through the Holy Spirit and our missionaries are present there amongst the nations. They spend years, uh, even decades, building those relationships to lead people uh, to a faithful walk with Jesus Christ. Uh, can you go back one picture, Tommy? Uh, this picture that you're seeing here is one of our missionaries uh, being baptized here. Uh, this is a deaf woman who is being baptized in uh, Batangas, uh, in the province of, one of the provinces of the Philippines, uh, in a ministry there among the deaf uh, in Southeast Asia uh, that is growing. The next picture that you see there is Pastor Thomas uh, Abagama uh, from Grace Baptist Church in Pakro, Ghana, uh, who's baptizing a new believer in the Dinsu River outside of uh, Nanswama in Ghana. Uh, one of the IMB key goals there is to see gospel belief that results in lives transformed among the nations. And so we don't want just to be always them dependent on us and our missionaries. We want to lead them to faith in Christ and see them grow in their walk to become missionaries, if you will, to their own people. And every baptism uh, that, a, that an IMB missionary is a part of is another example of God's work in transforming uh, those lives. And so so uh, through the cooperative uh, investment that we do through the cooperative program, uh, that is a support that goes on annually all throughout the year. But this offering, uh, especially in particular, goes to support uh, those missionaries and the work that is there on the field to, to be that extra hump, to extra to get them over the hump there and doing the work there. You know, our church can't be everywhere, and, and we, uh, we can't be everywhere. Uh, on the other hand, by partnering with the International Mission Board, uh, we can have a global impact. And so our partnership uh, through our giving, through our praying, uh, even going with international missions uh, to work alongside those missionaries uh, can be a blessing in sharing the gospel around the world because it's God's glory that we want to make known to all the people. And so the emphasis, as you've seen there in your, in your prayer guides, is for you to be praying this week because that ultimately is where things begin uh, in the prayers of your heart that it changes in your heart to give you a heart and a passion for the nations uh, around us and so uh, as you go to the next picture slide in the next set on uh, number two there uh, because we've already done our video in this part uh, you'll also notice that we have health care uh, missionaries who are serving around this world. This is a medical volunteer, Anna Lee uh, Breedlove, who plays with a toddler here uh, in the pediatric ward of the Baptist Medical Center uh, there in Ghana. Uh, healthcare missions gives us access uh, to unreached, uh, un, uh, uh, unreached people groups there and allows for, even in that kind of setting, those intimate conversations to help meet needs, make disciples, and empower the church. And, and so across North America, which is where Ghana is, uh, it, the word 
word is spreading quickly. Uh, the medical clinic has arrived and anyone is welcome. Uh, they set up the, the, there in a local church. Uh, and when they did though, it gave people some pause, but free health care uh, is hard to turn down. Uh, especially in a place uh, like that. So security guards were sent by the local government. Uh, they wandered close by. They, are, they uh, are used to keeping a close watch on the activities that are hosted by Christians. Uh, the medical needs in the area are numerous and most people have very few opportunities to see a doctor or to see a nurse or to even get medicines. Uh, the, the, the time police uh, choose not to deny people entry. Uh, the, the clinics don't seem to cause trouble uh, in uh, the communities there. And so the International Mission Board missionaries, Patrick and Ann Stein, are working uh, with missionary partners there to facilitate medical clinics uh, all over the country. Uh, and, and so people are, are coming ready for help, but they're also coming ready to talk uh, as they're coming to get those needs met physically. Uh, they don't realize the biggest need that they're getting met is the need spiritually. And so what you see there in that picture is Dr. Buck Rusher, who is praying over uh, the patient, doctors and nurses prior to a surgery. And he performs and gives consultation to the patients and doctors in the rural setting there in Mongolia, uh, caring for the need of people uh, there is a great missionary task for him. Uh, isn't that great to have a doctor who prays over you? You don't see that too often. There are a few around here uh, that we've experienced, but it's great to have a doctor uh, who would pray over you during those uh, times of need. And it's usually after the clinic is closed that the church members find those who are really ready to accept Christ. Uh, they come for the free medicine, but they stay for the eternal life that they find in Jesus Christ. After one clinic in the fall of 2021, more than 60 people made professions of faith as a result of the relationships uh, that were started. And so we wanna share with you another video uh, from one of our missionaries uh, in Seeing the Unseen. You know, to us, evangelism and discipleship isn't just like one hour a week meeting with them and doing a Bible story or going through a scripture. To us, it's, it's spending life with them. It's living with them, being there with them, and then sharing scripture with them, sharing the truth with them. come to the city from the villages, they immediately are looking at in the face of the reality that they are invisible in the city. So the women are out there begging on the streets and people are walking by them constantly. They don't see them, they don't even acknowledge them, they don't talk to them. And so I think God's really opened up a door for us to come into their lives and see them. So we see their needs. We don't look at them as some invisible person or some number or some project. We look at them as made in God's image and people that deserve to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. So we started a project to help us gain access to the aware of people. And this project helps them provide jobs and it gives us a reason to be among them and spending time with them so that we can share the gospel with them. So there's one lady that we met through our ministry and she's really a leader among the community and we were able to start meeting with her and her family and start sharing the Bible stories with her. We would go visit her every week and we've just been faithfully sharing with her for over three years and finally about two months ago she decided she wanted to give her life to Jesus 
and we were able to baptize her in her community in front of the whole community, and she's able to testify what God has done in her life. The hope would be one day to be able to see Embera missionaries be sent out to their villages and share the gospel, share the God stories with people so they can have enough information to follow Jesus. We just want to thank you all for giving to the Lottie Moon offering because without that, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We're able to focus on our ministry. We don't have to worry about raising support and we're able to really just dedicate all of our time to sharing the good news with people who have never heard. What a powerful work that is that is going on there in Columbia. And we praise the Lord for our missionaries who are able to serve there on the field in our place. Uh, another area that God is working in through our International Mission Board is in the Philippines. I don't know if you know this, but there are se over 7,600 islands that make up the Philippines. That's unbelievable for us to comprehend. There are about 2,000 of those that are inhabited. That's still hard to comprehend. Uh, but there is a vast amount of spiritual darkness there because people are, are not only trapped by the islands, they're trapped in their sin, they're separated from God because many have not yet heard of the life-saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Jess and Wendy Jennings uh, have committed their lives to bringing the gospel to the people in these islands. The Philippines is their home, the place where they raise their three children uh, who are now adults. Much of the work there has been focused through them on students, on student mobilization, specifically what is called Nehemiah teams. Nehemiah teams is one of the avenues for students to serve with the International Mission Board. Uh, the Jennings, they coordinate the work of training and sending out both uh, American and Filipino students each year. And since 2004, almost 2,400 Americans and 1,200 Filipinos have participated in this Nehemiah uh, team project. They see, uh, they see the long-term value of the short-term commitments made by the students there who experience God's work among the unreached. One of the gentlemen that they've reached, a man called Tete, uh, who was one of those lives who was changed, was met in a small group uh, of believers who committed to reaching the remote islands uh, with the gospel. Journey Church, who, that is here in Tennessee, adopted this island, uh, first in prayer and then by sending volunteers to serve on this island. And several missionary teams met uh, Tete and shared the gospel with him. He's 81 uh, years old. Uh, he welcomed those visitors. He enjoyed the time spent with them uh, in his home. And during the summer of 2019, uh, the Journey Church sent a team of college students to live on the island and serve there for several months. Uh, Jess went to visit with those students. Uh, and during that trip, the team went uh, to Tay-Tay's home. Tay-Tay had grown up, grown up religious uh, because of the strong Catholic influence that's there on the Philippines, but he didn't know Jesus personally. And by the time Jess met him, the students had already shared six or seven Bible lessons with him. Uh, Jess then helped per, to facilitate a Bible study on Nicodemus with Tay-Tay, and Jess explained that he had two birthdays, the day he was physically born and the day he accepted Christ and was born again. And Tay-Tay, he kept a notebook in his house with all the names of the visitors uh, who came. In that notebook were the signatures of many believers uh, who had shared the truth of the gospel with him. And Tay-Tay asked Jess to sign it. And then Tay-Tay wrote the date and said, this is my spiritual birthday. 
And so what a great uh, story that is in sharing there uh, with our, of what our missionaries are doing. The first picture you see there uh, is part of an intensive training in the Nehemiah Teams program, students participating in a Bible study, preparing them to take the gospel to the Philippines and then to the nations. And then the next picture uh, is Donna, who is a student uh, with Nehemiah Teams in the Philippines, uh, and she is being used there uh, to go out and to help uh, along with uh, the American teams who go out uh, to share the gospel with those unreached people groups uh, in those hard to reach places in the Philippines. You know, our missionaries just want to say uh, thank you so much for all uh, that we do. And so let's hear this thank you from our missionaries. We are Jason and Robin Evire, your IMB missionaries to a part of Thailand called Isan, where we serve as a part of a growing church planning team, along with several other missionaries. We are currently in language study and building friendships with the purpose of sharing the good news of Jesus with the people of Isan. Because of your giving, we had the opportunity this December to share the meaning of Christmas. We did that in Christmas celebrations in different villages and communities all around us. During those celebrations, the love of Christ was shared, the gospel was shared, and relationships were strengthened. Please pray with us for the seven new believers who accepted Christ during these Christmas celebrations. Thank you for giving to the cooperative program and the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. It is truly making a difference in people's lives, both here and in eternity. And isn't that awesome? God is using Christmas celebrations. If you like Christmas, uh, well, that's an awesome way to go uh, and be able to serve uh, on the mission field using uh, uh, the celebration of Christmas to win people to Christ. And we have that right here in our own back door that we can be able to do. You know, on day four, you're going to learn about the refugee ministries of our uh, international mission board that are around the world and God's healing among the refugees. Uh, the first picture that you'll see here is a sin relief team uh, that visits a Ukrainian refugee center in downtown uh, Isai, uh, Romania. Uh, an office building uh, is being used there to accommodate the refugees temporarily. Jenny Willer, uh, who's in the center there, is talking with a Ukrainian refugee who's staying at the center. Uh, and through our SEND relief efforts there, we are ministering uh, to those Ukrainians uh, who, have, who have been who made refugees from their own country. Uh, one of the stories they wanted to share is that Olga wanted to go to church for years, but her husband forbade it. He didn't believe in God and didn't want his family dabbling in a faith uh, he understood to be false. Uh, after Russia invaded Ukraine in the spring of 2022, Olga, her daughters, and her grandchildren fled and were welcomed at the border of Moldova uh, by Christians from Danku Baptist Church in Danku, Moldova. Uh, Moldova shares the eastern, southern, and northern border with Ukraine and a western border with Romania. When the news of the war emerged, the Moldovan Baptist Union, which makes up about 400 churches, uh, converted their buildings, their summer camp facilities, their children's home facilities into shelters. Uh, Danku Baptist Church sent buses to the border uh, to meet refugees, and the church created this environment there, a uh, welcoming environment. They put uh, stuffed animals on the beds for the children, uh, had school supplies on hand for them. Uh, they provided Wi-Fi, three home-cooked meals a day, and counseling. And, and so David and Sharon Brown are our international missionary 
uh, International Mission Board missionaries, and they, along with their home church, partner with and support uh, the Danku Baptist Church and the Moldovan Baptist Union ministering to those Ukrainian refugees. And so God is using uh, those ministries in a great and mighty way. The next picture you see there is of Russ Wise, who is a Southern Baptist disaster response uh, team uh, leader. Uh, he, uh, he's offering some water there and some snacks to Ukrainian children who are coming across the border into Romania. Uh, he goes to Vertical Church in Yuma, California, uh, and serves with the Southern Baptist Disaster Relief and Sin Relief teams uh, around the world, but especially is serving this time right now in Ukraine there, uh, across the border there in Romania, uh, by handing out those snacks, uh, hot drinks, providing cell phone uh, charging stations. Uh, the, the station was originally started by the Romanian Baptists, who were some of the first to respond to those Ukrainians crossing the border order after the war started. And so uh, we do want to hear also another thank you from our missionaries. So prayerfully listen to this video. Oh, I'm sorry. This is, go ahead. My name is Nick. I'm your IMB missionary in Eastern Europe, helping with Ukrainian refugees. I just want to thank you for your giving. Uh, that's helped make it possible for me and others getting food and health care out to them. That has helped us get to a lot of conversations with Ukrainians about the gospel and about eternal things in their unique crisis. Thank you for giving to a cooperative program, to Sin Relief Projects, and to Lottie Moon. And so through the International Mission Board, our cooperative program gifts that we give every Sunday, a, a portion of our offerings go to the cooperative program. Those support those missionaries and it supports ministries like that through our uh, sin relief teams and being able to minister to uh, refugees like there in Ukraine. Uh, on day five, you're gonna learn about the cities of the nations uh, and God's influence in those global cities. Uh, when you begin to think about the cities that are around the world, many of those dwarf uh, our, they, they make our, they dwarf our cities. Our cities are very small uh, in comparison to many of the cities around the world. You'll see this picture is an overlook of Ankara, Turkey. Uh, the majority religion there in Turkey is Sunni Islam. Uh, everyone in the small church there wondered if the baptism was ever going to happen. If, if this in this Central Asian city visited by thousands of tourists every year, the delays kept stacking up. Uh, one of the delays was a new believer fell through a double-pane glass sliding door, uh, landing him in the hospital. Uh, another delay was that the pullover flooded and, and flooded everything around it. Finally, they, uh, everything began to fall into place and the new believers were baptized. They shared stories of, of meeting Jesus and choosing to follow him and the celebration marked an extra special occasion, welcoming uh, a man and a woman into the family of God. In this Central Asian city of about, only about point zero one percent of the population follows Jesus Christ. Uh, in fact, Eric White, who's our International Mission Board missionary there, said it's kind of a number that doesn't mean very much. It's trying to explain a statistic that normally rounds down to zero. Uh, the best way to explain it is very, 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 very few believers are here. And because of that, there are even fewer 
churches. And so they are seeking there to reach out to the lost. A lot of young people uh, are disillusioned by uh, the majority religion uh, in that area there. Uh, many have turned to a hybrid form, if you will, of deism, uh, not wanting to say there's no God, but searching for a better answer. So uh, that's why Eric says that God sent them there and why Southern Baptist sent them there. Uh, they're trying to do the missionary work there to see healthy churches amongst people and places uh, of the cities there in this global city. Uh, there are immigrants who are sleeping on dingy warehouse floors. Uh, there are youth who are uh, escaping into the shadows, he said, of the gaming salons and, and minority groups struggling to find acceptance. Uh, Eric sees a lot of beauty there, he said, but what God continues to show him are neighborhoods filled with people in desperate need of the gospel. And so equipping that local church or even a, just a local believer uh, to engage their no neighbors with the gospel uh, can take five to 10 years or even more. Uh, and so the goal is to have local believers pouring into others so that they might go and see new churches planted. The reality is there are very few believers. Millions walk those city streets without knowing the Savior. And millions, if they don't know Jesus, will die and spend an eternity in hell. And so that's why each proclamation and each baptism is a cause for rejoicing and celebration despite the delays. The second picture you see here is some tourists who are hanging out in front of the uh, Pantheon. Uh, does that look kind of familiar to you? You ever seen Nashville? <laughs> Uh, there's a major tourist attraction there in Rome, Italy. Uh, by 2050, urban areas will host two-thirds of the world's population. That means in cities around this world, two-thirds of the world's population will be in those cities. Those cities uh, will include large slum areas, ethnic neighborhoods, uh, migrants and refugees, young adults, and working professionals. And so we want to hear one more thank you from our missionaries. Hi, my name is Phil, and along with my wife, Becca, and our two boys, we are your missionaries serving in Vienna, Austria. Because of your generous giving, we are able to share the light of Christ to the nearly two million people who don't know the good news. So thank you for giving to the cooperative program and to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering so that our family can live here, gather locals to study God's word and plant new churches. Okay, yeah, we're fanging on. And so those are our missionaries from Austria who are serving, and they thank you for your giving and for your support there. Uh, the next day on day six, you're going to learn about the, dis the diaspora, uh, God's impact amongst the diaspora, those who are scattered uh, around the world. Uh, the first picture you'll see here is of Emmanuel Baptist uh, Church who went on a mission trip to New York City. This Arkansas church uh, sits just a couple of miles from Southern Arkansas University campus. And as this church reached out to college students and professors, they began to fill a call for the nations. And so they ended up adopting two diaspora groups, Mandarin speakers and Uzbeks, uh, based on that interaction. And so uh, God is even bringing the nations to us here. And the International board, Mission Board is working in conjunction with the North American Mission Board to help us reach the nations who are coming to the U.S. Uh, and so in sharing that, they shared with us that Bibles lay open amid the food wrappers uh, on the fast food restaurant table. The two men sat quietly discussing uh, a key concept in Christianity, Jesus' 
rising from the dead. Uh, and as they were discussing, one of the gentlemen said, what? No way. Uh, the college student from Uzbekistan said that, and he grabbed one of the Bibles and, and said, did he fly or something? <laughs> and so uh, Ben Coulter, who's the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Mongolia, Arkansas, uh, stifled a, a chuckle, he said, explained the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and, and the excitement on Alex's face showed that he began to understand. The next Sunday, uh, the Southern Arkansas University International student chose to follow Jesus as his Lord and Savior, and uh, that decision wasn't made on a whim because Alex spent uh, months asking Ben and anybody else at the church question after question. He explained that an international student uh, 7,000 miles away from home as that kind of uh, student, he was curious about everything. It was all new. He said, I didn't grow up with any beliefs, uh, noting that he was baptized in, Russian Orthodox, in a Russian Orthodox church by his father while his mother was a nominal Muslim. Uh, most at Emmanuel Baptist Church had never even heard of Uzbekistan. And so as the college student shared about his homeland, uh, members of the congregation began to fall in love with the Uzbeks. Uh, fewer than 1% in his home country claimed Jesus as their savior. Uh, and their hearts of this church began to break as Alex said, what happens to those who've never heard of Jesus? And so that question began to spur the hearts of those in, in the Arkansas Baptist uh, State Convention uh, who work in conjunction with the International Mission Board and the North American Mission Board to reach uh, those people groups who are scattered all across the United States uh, through various movements, migration, settlements, uh, refugees who have moved here. Uh, but those people wanted more from Emmanuel Baptist, so they sent a team to New York where more than 100,000 Uzbeks uh, live. Uh, he said, God gave us a heart for Uzbekistan. Alex had been in the United States for multiple years. Uh, no one ever sat down and explained the gospel to him before coming here, uh, Ben said. And so our church, he said, realized God was bringing unreached people groups to us, not just Arkansas, but to the United States. And so God is doing an awesome work there. This picture uh, is, this next picture is of a college student uh, in a Sunday school class uh, where the love of internationals began for uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church, Mongolia, Arkansas. Uh, the international students there visited the church, got involved, and from there, church members learned about their cultures, uh, their hearts were opened, and this is one of those students praying for the nations uh, that are marked on their map in their church uh, where current and former students call uh, home. And so we want to also uh, show you uh, here uh, that there are those in other countries who are being called to go from their countries to other countries. So you'll see this in Here I Am. I never dreamed to go to another city. I never dreamed to go to another country. I never dreamed to learn to talk another language, but God made possible. When I was 11 years old, my family was very poor. I used to work in the street selling, selling things. One day my dad took my money because he was alcoholic. He had three more families. So I made my own prayer. I said to God, you want to meet my father? I need you here. I need you here. I had a trouble in my teens because of uh, my family and I ran away from home. And uh, we had a program with the IMB missionaries running the call, Tele Amigo. So I went to that place because I had trouble with myself. I want to kill myself. And they really gave me all the support and prayer for me. I met a missionary called Barbara Rivers. She was 
putting some pictures and video of the five American missionaries they were killed in Ecuador by the Indians in the jungle. When I saw the picture and the face of the missionaries, I started crying. And I said to Lord, I do nothing, I'm only going to church. And these people came far away from their own country and died because of love of our people. So and they said to the Lord, here I am, I want to be a missionary. Missionaries like Barbara Rivers, it was a model, a very real model. I learned how to go places where there's nothing and start something. So I realized not only in Ecuador, I need to be safe, but everywhere. So I became pray for India. I was the first Latino to go. I went for 12 years. One thing God told me to preach the gospel, not to be locked in my house. If I want to be locked in my house, I stay in my country. I came back from India. The IMB missionary received me, Guy Mills and Linda, and a friend from Guatemala. He told me, the Lord take you back to Latin America to not be just one Julieta, sino hundreds of Julietas. Send Latinos to the nations. And after that, starting Impacto Mundial. We do mobilization, training, and sending missionaries to the nations. I believe we are global Christians. Jesus told us to go to the nations, to preach to everyone and everywhere and every time. My dream is to see every church be mobilized to become a missionary church. It's my dream. What a wonderful story there. Uh, of a, so often we think of it's missionaries from here in the U.S. going uh, through our International Mission Board, but there are mission, those who are accepting the call to missions in other places to go to other nations around the world. And so we just praise the Lord for that. On day seven, you're going to learn about the global missionary partners, uh, God's work through those partners. Uh, the first picture here is of uh, Minje Dan Danny Kim, uh, who greets a friend he's been witnessing to in Zambia. Uh, Kim served as a global missionary partner on, the, on an IMB team, uh, and global missionary partners help to multiply the work of the career missionaries, so they work alongside those career missionaries. Uh, the story was shared that on a sunny day in northern Uganda, Hector stepped into the river, uh, turned to extend his hand to Oketa Robert, a new believer. Uh, Oketa Robert uh, walks into the water ready to take uh, the next step of faith and be baptized. He's one of 34 believers baptized on that day in early spring. Uh, each new follower of Jesus Christ is a refugee from the Rhino Camp refugee settlement. Uh, God is doing an awesome work there uh, in Uganda. Uh, Frankie Moses is a South Sudanese refugee who disciples and baptizes alongside Hector in the camps. And Hector's days are very busy, uh, but it's never complete until he heads down to the rhino camp. Uh, usually with a soccer ball. Uh, he can count on being joined by a group of boys and eager to play uh, on a dirt field. He shares uh, the hope of Jesus Christ with refugee kids uh, who have seen more violence and destruction and hopelessness in their short lives than anyone should ever see. And soon those kids play uh, with him as he shares. Many of those come to faith in Christ. Uh, they are building a permanent sports facility for them funded through the generosity of Southern Baptist. And Hector is praying that out reach will grow and flourish through this ministry uh, to reach the peoples uh, there. And so uh, notice our global missionary partners here. Uh, this is Hector uh, who is baptizing uh, those in the river there. And so uh, we want to encourage you to pray for Hector and to pray for uh, 
Julieta uh, and those who are accepting the call into missions. And so I want you to watch this video on serving gods, serving other gods, and how this gentleman came to faith in Christ and is now also serving as one of our missionaries. There's so much lostness in the world. There's so much the feeling of hopelessness and helplessness in the world. The answer for them is Christ. I was born in Malaysia in 1947. My family were idol worshippers. It was my duty, even though I was a boy, to serve the gods. And so without fail, every evening before we have our dinner, I would put jars in front of the idols. It was a big deal because we have idols for everything. My high school teacher invited me to an evangelistic meeting. That was the first time I heard about Christ. I heard that I was a sinner, and coming from my background, I felt that I was pretty good, you know. And then one night, I believe it was the prompting of the Holy Spirit, a thought came to my mind, and which said to me, if this God is true, the greatest sin in my life would be to deny that. That really got hold of me. And uh, the Lord convicted me of my sin. I went to all my, the idols and I said, this is the last time that I'm going to serve you. I have found the true God. And that was it. <laughs> I felt called to the ministry. I studied at uh, Hong Kong Baptist Seminary, which is also started by Southern Baptists, funded by Southern Baptists, and staffed by Southern Baptists. Had it not been for the Lordy Moon offering, my life would have turned in a totally different direction. It's a gift that keeps on giving through the lives of people that are touched through the generosity of Southern Baptists and I'm one of them, by the grace of God. And I don't know if you always think about that, but the gifts that you give are multiplied many times over than we could ever imagine. Uh, as we give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, uh, souls are saved, those sa souls are discipled, and then those souls go out to share the gospel, to reach more uh, with, with the gospel of Christ. Uh, Abel is one of those. He's a believer in South Asian, uh, in a South Asian area. Uh, he was leading efforts uh, for a widespread gospel outreach to a largely unreached district. Uh, but COVID-19 disrupted the plans, transportation.
transportation to the region shut down and the event had to be canceled, but he didn't feel like God was canceling the effort. So he sensed the Lord saying that he ought to focus on a community closer to home. Uh, the prayers kept coming and Abel and his wife Sarah uh, went out boldly to share the gospel. And that's when God led them to a community of Mjo people uh, with no known believers. Uh, they lived in family clusters there. The Mjo had never heard the gospel, but two families began to show an interest in the visitors and hearing uh, more of the stories they told. And so God began to move in that village, but his movement started years before through an IMB missionary named Paul Nations. Paul, who had made a home with his wife and four children in South Asia, had spent years discipling uh, a young man by the name of Nathan. Nathan is one of those who led Abel and Sarah to the Lord, and they all serve together now with one purpose, to penetrate the darkness of the region with the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we praise the Lord for those believers uh, who are coming to faith in Christ, 11 uh, known believers in that community, 27 families regularly meet to hear the word of God uh, taught. This picture you see here is of some Christians worshiping in the South Asian uh, megacity. They're not able to show us faces and all that because of security uh, purposes there. Uh, but as they share the gospel, they're discipling those individuals. And the next picture is a Ghanaian uh, woman leading Bible study uh, during Sunday school uh, at a Baptist church in northern Ghana. Uh, as missionaries there are discipling those national believers uh, to embrace their role in the Great Commission. And so that's the work and the efforts uh, that are going on there. So you may ask tonight, what is all this Lottie Moon? Who is Lottie Moon? I want you to see this last video, if you will, and prayerfully uh, hear Lottie Moon's story and her faithfulness and her sacrifice to go. I prayed that no missionary will ever be as lonely as I have been. city of many thousand inhabitants. It is grievous to think of these human souls going down to death without even one opportunity of hearing the name of Jesus. How many can I reach? We are now a very, very few feeble workers, scattering the grain broadcast according as time and strength permit. God will give the harvest, doubt it not. Please say to the new missionaries that they are coming to a life of hardship, responsibility, and constant self-denial. They will be alone in the interior and will need to be strong and courageous. Oh, that my words could be as a trumpet call, stirring the hearts of my brethren and sisters to pray, to labor, to give themselves to this people. A new generation needs to know her story. As I started growing in the Lord, God took that fascination with Asian culture and turned it in more to a longing. I want to give them this. I want to share with them what God has done in my life, how he changed me. 
And for the longest time, I just started praying, do you want me to live overseas? And, and I remember just a clear, yes, like this is where I want you to go. Where we have four, we, we should have, have not less, less than 100. Are these wild words? They would not seem so were the Church of God to awake her high privileges and her weighty responsibilities. You have such a love and burden for the people that there's a certain amount of trust that you have to give away to God and it's hard <laughs> to do that sometimes, to let go. If the joy of the Lord be their strength, the blessedness of the work will more than compensate for its hardships. Let them come rejoicing to suffer for the sake of that Lord and Master who freely gave his life for them. The needs of these people press upon my soul. And I cannot be silent. What a powerful testimony of Lottie Moon, who served from 1873 to 1912 as a missionary in China. She saw the world's greatest problem, that of lostness, meeting so many people who had never heard the gospel, compelled her to write letters to American churches describing the need for a greater missionary presence there in China. And although we have close to 3,500 missionaries now, the vision for 2025 from our International Mission Board in reaching the nations together, the desire is to send 500 additional missionaries. As Lottie Moon said, where, where we have four, we should have no less than 100. Uh, where we have 3,500, we should have no less than 4,000. And so by 2025, uh, the goal is to have 500 more missionaries uh, to send to the nation so that millions of people could hear the gospel. And to do that, we need every Southern Baptist to help solve the world's greatest need uh, through an increased prayer and through your financial support to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Your generosity transforms lives. In fact, $30 rents out a local cafe for the gospel conversations in places in Europe. Uh, $200 completes two Bible story videos for deaf people in Central Asia. $450 buys gospel-focused teaching materials for an ESL class in Asia. $1,000 funds one week of evangelism by local believers. Our goal for our church is $7,000. And I just want to encourage you. That's right. I did say that right. Seventy. $7,200. So I added $200 there <laughs> to that. Uh, but that's what our church goal is in, in helping to do our part in reaching those people groups by sending more missionaries. It costs an exorbitant amount to send uh, missionaries to many places in the world. Uh, we think we have it bad here economically. It's way worse in many other places around the world. So we want to close our time uh, in, in prayer here, and then we'll uh, have our final song here. I've decided to follow Jesus. So, uh, Miss Raymond, if you'll come and lead us in our closing prayer, and then Brother Mike, if you'll come and lead us in our hymn.
hope your heart has been stirred as mine has tonight. As we uh, come before God, I'd like to ask you to just bow your heads. I'm going to read some specific requests that I hope will be in your mind and your heart as we begin this day of our week of prayer. Tonight, I pray that you would ask God how you should respond to his mission to reach the nations by praying, by giving, by going, by sending. I pray tonight that you would lift our 3,650 missionaries and their families to the Lord right now. May we pray that our hearts will not be content to see 156,690 people that die every day without knowing Christ. That we can praise God for his continued work in reaching the lost. And we praise him for his purpose is for every person to hear the gospel and to join with him in eternity. Father God, we come before your throne of grace tonight. Our hearts have been stirred through the videos, the sharing of these testimonies. And I pray, Father, that this is the catalyst that continues to help us to want to uh, pray this week for each of our missionary needs, that we would have our hearts stirred to want to give sacrificially so that these needs might be met. I thank you for our church and the history that we've had through the years to be so mission-minded. And I pray that even now, in the year 2022, that you would just spur us on, that we might know that what we do here can have an impact for others. I'm thankful, Father, for this night, and I pray that as we go about this week, that we might carve out the time that we need to pray and to seek your will for our IMB missionaries. We pray it all in your precious name. Amen. Stand. Sing three zero three hundred and five. I have decided to follow Jesus. Miss Pat. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, I still will follow. 
Miss Rima, thank you, Miss Pat, and thank you all for being here tonight. Thank you for being with us there online. Hope you've had a blessing tonight. Uh, let God stir your heart. Uh, there, we'll be sharing more on social media on our different platforms there uh, each day with the day of prayer there. So be tuned into that. If you don't, if you're at home and you don't have the prayer guide there, we'll be filling you in on the things to pray for each day. Uh, but you have a blessed week. We'll see you this coming Wednesday night uh, at six o'clock, and then don't forget we'll have choir practice right after that, even for our kids. Uh, so you have a blessed week. We'll see you this Wednesday.